DDS Studios. We are your host, Blake Milton Bradley Newberry, and coming to us by phone today, it is Matthew Two Tone Blue Parker. Parker, what parking lot did you find? Uh, I 24 or not 24. What is this? 475? I don't know. But, but the interstate is basically a parking lot because I am creeping along near Atlanta at rush hour. Boom. Everybody's got to love Atlanta at rush hour. I can tell you what else they're not liking right now in rush hour, which is what we're going to talk about today. And that is their new free agent quarterback. We're going to be talking about the seven new free agent quarterbacks and how they're doing with their new teams. We're going to give them a ranking today. Newberry creeping along. Like that game on Amazon Prime video. <laughs> Absolutely. We're going to get into all that. But first, guys, go ahead down below. Click the like and subscribe button there on YouTube. Give us a follow on all of our social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter at DDS Sports Talk. Go ahead and download the audio versions of these podcasts on your favorite podcasting platform. Newberry, we're going to jump right into it. Why not? We've got seven. We'll try to take about 10 minutes here. We'll talk about them. We'll rank them. Matt Ryan right here in the AFC South, Indianapolis Colts. Are the Colts loving him? Parker? No. No, he's washed. <laughs> he, throws, he throws wounded ducks to defenders. No. I mean, I have a feeling my answer is going to be no on, on all these people. But no, they don't love him. There's, there's nothing else to say. It. He's washed. He sucks. He's worse than... Big Ben was last. Old week. Man Ryan? Yeah, I mean, it, you said it. Old Man Ryan, we've been saying this whole time that he's like a freaking statue back there. He's been sacked 21 times so far this season already. <laughs> and what's worse, he's fumbled the ball 11 times already this year, which to this point in the season is a record since I started keeping up with these stats in 1970, I do believe. But uh, not very good. His offense doesn't help that his offensive line isn't very good. Uh, the ownership there in Indianapolis is getting very impatient. I mean, it's all his fault anyway. I mean, he's got no one yeah. to blame but himself. And and this is, you know, the bed that they made, man. I don't think that they regret it. I just think that they absolutely hate it right now. Uh, yep. But the only way that you can do it the right way is if you actually draft one and develop one, and they're not doing that, Parker. Yeah, that's what's beautiful about this. They have a team that's so bad, they should be drafting the top five and getting their quarterback. But somehow they keep making these wins, and they're going to end up with about seven wins, and they're just going to be in that purgatory of drafting like 13th and until they sell out to move up. They're just going to keep having these recycled guys over and over. Yeah, it's bad. Really, really bad. Right now he's got a 65.6 completion rating, five touchdowns, seven interceptions with a 79.8 rating. They yep. should be winless. Yeah, the game last night, we'll get into it a little more, too, whenever we start talking about uh, the next guy here. Actually, let's just go ahead and talk about him. We're going to talk. We'll talk about him uh, right now. Actually, Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. I mean, I I think it's still early, too early, but you, you can't fall behind in the AFC West. It's a little bit different than the AFC South, Parker. Yeah, I'll go ahead and tell you right now, if y'all were putting a ranking on these guys, this guy's dead last. Because wow. they, they gave up his an entire they gave up the franchise for this guy. They have two ones, two twos, a three, a five, three players, and two hundred and fifty million dollars. And they, they, they can't score. They they cannot score. I know it's a new system. I know it's a new coach, but hey, there's a reason why Seattle looks like they are <laughs> on top of the world with Geno Smith right now. 
I mean, you said it. There's just not enough offense, not enough scoring going on here. I mean, uh, Parker, I know you've been dealing with some stuff and you didn't necessarily get to watch it, but Newberry, watching the game last night, both of these guys really, but I felt like Russell Wilson, he almost seemed like he was scared to throw the ball. (laughs) Um, I think even without Parker watching it, he probably knows what happened. I mean, Gus Bradley was – dropping his defenders 30 yards back. Mm. He had nowhere to throw deep. So then it made it appear as if he was indecisive when all along you should have gone with a short passing game. It's just a bad scheme, I think, last night. Yeah, and even whenever he would throw a decent pass, then they would drop it. No running game. It's just awful. It is. Well, he's traditionally can't throw over the middle of the field anyway over those short passes because he's short. It's been his knock the entire time. The coaching staff there is bad. The reason I'm usually Mr. Go for it on fourth down because that's what the analytics said. But last night, why didn't they kick that field goal at the end of the game? Go up by six instead of trying to go for the touchdown because the way everybody's moving the game, the ball, that game is over. I was talking to your brother last night, Bradley. He called me at the end of the fourth quarter when I was driving and I was like, hey, man, you're inter- I'm listening to the game. I'm, you're interrupting it, so you need to give me a play-by-play. And we sat there and talked for about 15 minutes. I was like, what the hell, man? You're not telling me anything. It's because nothing's nothing, happening. Nothing has happened. It was awful. I was telling I was telling these guys on the text thread that because uh, Parker was saying he didn't get to watch it. He was just listening. I said, yeah, the, the punter for Indianapolis punted five times yeah, in was, the first quarter. It was punt, 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 field goal, punt, 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 punt. I was like, they geez. had seven punts. Seven. <laughs> I learned one thing from that game game last night is that their punter is left footed because they kept that's all they kept referencing on the radio. They're like, and the left footer back to kick it again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as far as his stats, fifty nine point four completion rate uh, percentage, four touchdowns, three interceptions, eighty two point eight rating. I think that the the rating is a little bit misleading there, just because it, it to say that. This offense is pedestrian, is being very kind, and just watching these two teams go together or, or play each other head to head, Amazon Prime. It was the most boring game. It was a, it was the most hard to watch game that I've ever seen. Most. That, that, could, your, that could be something to even revisit at a later date because these ratings nowadays. We can look at this. The, the NFL is made to pass, right? Last year. 12 quarterbacks ended the season with a rating of more than 100. So to only be in the low 80s nowadays is not very good. No. Stay tuned to next week's Amazon Prime. Washington Commanders at Chicago Bears. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord. (laughs) 27 is going to be the total. All right. Oh, and the news isn't getting better for Denver. They lost their starting left tackle for the year last night. He's out. Good grief. Baker Mayfield and the Carolina Panthers, nothing short of a disaster, Parker. Uh, yeah, to everything I've said nice about Baker and about how he needed to get traded, I was cheering for him. Take all that back. He's terrible. It's bad. Just go, back, just go back to last year when I roasted him and reinsert that because he is probably the 38th best quarterback in the league. Uh, yeah, I mean, you look at the numbers, 54.7 completion percentage. Good Lord, that's terrible. Four touchdowns, three interceptions, 75 rating. Um Look, I, I, I'm not a Baker guy. I was all for him getting out of the mess in Cleveland, but he has officially been too Cleveland up, and it's just following him everywhere he's going. He's not having a successful season. You hate to see it. 
But the guy in Cleveland that we can talk about, Jacoby Brissett, I think he's doing just about as much as he can. Yeah. I mean, if you, you look at these guys there, and, I mean, he's 64.6% uh, completion percentage, four touchdowns, two interceptions, 87.1 rating. Nothing that really jumps out at you as good or bad. Just manage the game, yeah. Jacoby. And that's, I mean, he's, that's kind of. Let Nick Chubb run. Exactly. Well, Kareem you Hunt. said that. It's funny because, you know, he might be the only guy on this entire list here that has a reasonable or, or an above average running game, which I mean, it absolutely is going to help a quarterback out. And I absolutely love this because this is what I was hoping for. I want Jacoby to come in there, play well, and hand it over, put and be in playoff con- playing. <laughs> what is what was that? Being be in playoff contention, hand the keys over to Deshaun and just let it sink. Yeah, I mean, you called it. You wanted to see that. and By God, you might get it. And I think it's going to be great entertainment for all just to watch the collapse that's going to happen in Cleveland if they try to do that. Staying in the AFC North. Little changing of the guard this week. Well, actually, it started late last game last week in Pittsburgh. We're going to bring up Mitch Trubisky, but um, the real story there is now it's time for the Rook. And so by default, that means it was a so what answer with the Mitch Trubisky garbage signing. Yep. I totally agree. I mean, just st- you should have started the Rook from the beginning. 59.5 completion percentage, two touchdowns, two interceptions, 73.7 uh, rating. I mean, we kind of all saw this coming. It was a waste of time. You should have started. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess it was. But the great thing is now is we get to hear all kinds of great stuff about Tiny Hands Picket from our very own Matthew Two-Tone Blue Parker. Don't worry, fellas. I'll be breaking all that down. But this is an upgrade because Trubisky is bad. And and they should go ahead and make this change because with Trubisky, you know what you're getting, <clears> right? <throat> like, we just know what our baseline is going to be. And Pickett might be better. He might be worse. So let's, let's throw him in there and see what he's going to do. But uh, – we all knew what he was going to be just to go there. Just like Bradley said, he was a placeholder. But you know what? They paid him like $6 million a year and not $250 million with <clears throat> It's still an out. Yep. Yep. Steelers have Najee Harris, Najee Duval. Najee Duval. The Colts, remember when he's healthy, they have Jonathan Taylor. Yep. Mentioning running when game. When he's healthy. Naheem Hines isn't going to be back for a few weeks probably. No. Due to concussion protocols. Uh, commanders. Here we go with the Carson Wentz thing. I mean, I don't envy any team that ever ends up getting stuck with Carson Wentz. I they don't did un- it to themselves. I, I know, but I don't know how it keeps happening. I think they wanted Russell. How you think they were trying to set everything up for a big four-way trade or whatever? But my thing is, is it's like it always seems to happen that no matter how many examples there are of why people don't need to take on Carson Wentz as a starting quarterback, they just still do it. I don't get it, Parker. No, it makes no sense, but I will say of every quarterback on this list, if you told me the gun to my head that had to have one that was my starting quarterback, it would be Carson Wentz with how they played at this this moment. I mean, seriously, look at it. Yeah, 62.2 completion percentage, eight touchdowns, five interceptions, 82.3 rating he's also been sacked 17 times yeah he might throw it backwards and upside down and do carson Wentz thing but he also can yolo the ball you know i mean i don't want let me give you i don't want him don't get me wrong here i'm just saying if i had to 
Yeah, I mean, it, it, to put a gun to anybody's head on the, any of these guys on this team on this list here, it, it's going to be difficult, Newberry. I'm picking Russell Wilson, <clears throat> that even, was, even mean, though even though it looks like he's completely done. Uh, I can't tell if it's the player or the scheme yet. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking. I'm, for me, it's between Jacoby and and Russell for sure. I, I'm I, the whole Russell thing. I, I mean, I was on board. I was team Russell to come here. But yeah, like. Man, what you had to give up to get him to what, how he looks. And it's not just that he looks bad. Like, I understand, like I said, the new scheme, but like you just said it, right? He looks bad. And, and, and we all thought Seattle was going to be just awful. And they bring in Geno Smith at his nine, ninth year, and he looks like an all pro. So I just, he does. He looks washed. Geno was there. He was already in the system. Yep. Uh, Marcus Mariota. Yep. We went on. We don't want to forget him down yeah. in Atlanta. He may be a placeholder too. Probably is. Yeah, I just don't know if he's a placeholder to, to the rookie or not. I don't know if they have their long term answer yet. I, I mean, who knows? But I mean, I think that Mariota has kind of accepted his role in all this too, because I think he's actually made some comments in the past that, you know, he's here to teach whoever he needs to teach, you know, as much as he possibly can or whatever. Um, 58.2 completion percentage, three touchdowns, four interceptions, 76.9 rating. Very Marcus Mariota-like numbers there, Parker. Yeah, seven. That's the number of passes he completed last week. Seven. It's just – it's Marcus. Yeah, he's going to be the nice guy. That's why he always gives him an extra chance. The great backup, and he's a placeholder to Ritter because I, I will stand on this hill till I die. Marcus will be knocked out within the next two to three weeks. He just cannot – play a season fair enough how do we put a bow on this <clears throat> man it, it's very i think i think it's going to be very difficult to actually rate them one to seven well give me your I, best I think you do to, i think you do i think you do top three and bottom four that way you can do the top three <laughs> i know but look you can do top three one through three and then bottom four in no particular order because there's like three or four of these guys that i wouldn't ever want ever ever based Based just on their play, like like with no priors, if, uh, the top in my mind, there's a top two, and and that's gonna be Marcus and Jacoby, just like on this season alone. If we're just closing the blinders on everything, not talking about moving forward, but talking about what they have done to this point, th th those are the two in my book. Well, I mean, so my top three, I've got Marcus, Jacoby, and Russell in that order. And the rest of them, I, I I don't really care to ever have them anywhere near the quarterback position. At least with Marcus, I know what I'm going to get just because we've lived through it. I mean, for me, there was only one that I even <laughs> liked, and that was Jacoby Brissett for keeping it afloat. Yeah. Um, he's a, manager, a game manager. I mean, everything else is just garbage. A waste of money. I mean, yeah. it's... I know Denver's hopeful because they have to be. I mean, Parker mentioned it. He gave you all the stats. He gave you what they gave him. They gave up everything. Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah. You can't go out and draft his replacement. Nope. That's the good thing about these other teams. They haven't given up a lot. So, but that just shows you moving, going out and getting that quarterback. Is it guaranteed? It's not I, a I fruitful venture. I totally nope. agree. That's kind of, I think that's where you're kind of get, getting that is that it's not always worth going out there and throwing $250 million at a Russell, Russell Wilson, which is what a lot of people were screaming for here in Nashville. I think I was, was I was one of them. This was an interesting year because we had a lot of wide receivers and quarterbacks moving. 
the quarterbacks didn't didn't seem to make a difference, but the wide receivers did. And I just yep. think it's a super interesting to look at that. Totally. Maybe we'll look at that sometime soon. <clears throat> maybe, maybe, wide receiver maybe we do down. a little, little wide receiver ranking here. But for now, it's time for our weekly college pick six. UT. The UT Vols visiting LSU. If you want the Vols, you have to lay three points on the road. Parker, what you got? Man, this game terrifies me, mainly for the point of next week. I really want to roll into Bama and it just be, you know, number one versus number five or six at that time. But what, what this game's going to come down to is can LSU pass the ball? Because they have not been able to throw it downfield. LSU has been a running it team. And the Vols are really good at stopping that. They are awful in the bottom 80 of pass defense. So if LSU can pass the ball deep, which I highly doubt they can, but if they can, LSU will win this game. Yeah, I totally agree. It's going to come down. I mean, we all know that Tennessee's offense is going to score points. Um, that's They kind of live and die by that. But uh, this defense, like you said, they're, they're really good at stopping the run, but they are not very good at stopping the pass. Um, I, I'm not as, as much of an X's and O's guys to tell you as to why that is. Uh, but it all, it always seems to be the case for Tennessee teams. It seems to be a hallmark, no matter who the coach is. Um, but this LSU team, they just, they can't pass the ball. I, I don't understand it. You know, now in, in past scenarios like this, Tennessee always kind of seems to be the get right game for, for teams that are having trouble passing, uh, Florida being the most recent one with Anthony Richardson. He had a very, very good breakout game against us. Um, that all being said, unless I look at it this way, bottom line, if you can't score 30 points, I don't think you can beat this Tennessee team. And I don't think this LSU team can beat them. Give me those points or give me the Tennessee in the three. Um, I look at it like strictly from a betting perspective. And whenever I see the key number three, Parker, I, that's telling me that if you put them on a neutral field, uh, UT is about six to a seven point favorite. Mm -hmm. And uh, is Death Valley really not at eleven o'clock? Eleven, eleven or no. twelve o'clock in the in the afternoon. That, that's it's not the same place. I'm going with the team that had the bye. I'm going with who I believe is the better coach. I'm going with the I know is the better quarterback. Give me the Vols minus three. I do think LSU probably has the better coach. Balls are going to be without their best player in Cedric Tillman again. Uh, the, the, you mentioned that that key number three. So looking at it from a betting perspective, what I look at is LSU's game last week. They should not have beat Auburn. At an advanced box score, they lose that game 92% of the time. They should have lost that game by 13 points. If they would have lost that game, Tennessee would have been favored by seven, which mm -hmm. is what they should be favored. So give me the balls yep. minus the three. Boom. Game number two, Missouri making a trip down to the swamp, looking to play spoiler in the SEC East against the Florida Gators. If you want the Gators, you have to lay 10 and a half points. It's kind of a scary proposition with a uh, a team that has not really found their identity at all. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, I don't think Missouri has a snowball's chance in the swamp. Uh to beat them uh, 10 and a half makes me a little nervous for the, for the reasons you just said. I mean, they really haven't found their identity, 
But I think what it's going to come down to is I think Florida's got way too many athletes. I think that they're way, way too much. There's way too much talent on that Florida sideline to let someone the likes of Missouri uh, sneak up on them. Ten and a half, though, it makes me pause. Looking at it, uh, Missouri's schedule. So last week, they so two weeks ago, they lose a heartbreaker in overtime to uh, to uh, Auburn. Last week, they go the distance with Georgia. This team is spent. This team is gassed. Florida has just had a bye week against Western Washington <laughs> State University. Give me the Gators minus 21. I don't care. The Gators are going to roll up. I mean, I'm with Florida. I just seeing that point spread makes me nervous as heck, but I got no reason to <clears throat> pick against them this week. I'm taking Florida minus 10 and a half. Totally agree. It makes me pause, but then again, I have to stop and think this is the team that shouldn't be in the SEC. Oh, a little slap on the way out there. Yep. Jeez. Take a little jab there on the way out the door. Well, we'll let Parker start with this one because we're going to the B1G. Iowa at who the hell is this team? Illinois? Oh, I Illinois, don't know. A three and a half point favorite, Parker. You know what? Uh, Iowa allows less than five yards per pass attempt. Illinois allows less than five yards <laughs> yeah, per yeah, pass yeah. per attempt. The only two teams in the country that do that are playing against each other. But, man, I just. I, the, the, I, can't, I, I don't know. The voodoo of Iowa has got me perplexed. I feel like I can always come into these with a really good idea of what to do. So just give me the Hawkeyes. I don't even know what to do with it. I'll just take Iowa. You know, I have the same hesitation and the same voodoo about Iowa as Parker does because it seems like every time I choose against them, they end up pulling some shit out of their ass and just and just absolutely shoving on guys. But I got to go. I mean, I think the smart thing here has got to be Illinois, isn't it? Give me Illinois. I think the smart thing is don't even bet this game. (laughs) Jeez. Just take the under and run. Exactly. I mean, Illinois feels like they got a lot of momentum here. Iowa just played, what was it, Michigan last Mm -hmm. week? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, with a gun to my head, I guess I'm going home team, Illinois minus three, three and a half, but I want to stay away. Yeah, I, I no. do think Illinois' schedule coming up gets really difficult. Um, and, and just you're talking about the juju, of the voodoo of, of Iowa. Last week for Iowa to go, but a lot of people had them under their point total. For them to go over, they went over by one point. Iowa had two touchdowns that they intercepted and ran back for touchdowns. And they had a long field goal at the end of the game, get off the goalpost and go in. All that happened to had to happen for them to go over. There's just something about this Iowa team that just every year, it's just every single year. Ah, screw it. ACC time, Florida State at NC State. NC State three-point favorites. Yeah. Um, the Wolfpack. I've been very bullish on NC State all year. Uh, I was not really all that – optimistic about FSU in the preseason. They've uh, had a pretty good year so far, but I just don't, I don't, I think that this NC state team um, has got a too good of an offense. So I'm going NC state minus three. They've got a pretty good defense too, Parker. 
Yeah, they do. I look for them to bounce back. I, I think so. I think Florida State's heading the right direction as well. Just next year's the year. We broke that down kind of in the, the year, the, the early one. Um, give me NC State on that just to bounce back after that. Class. All right. Yep. All of us clean sweep. All of us taking NC State minus three. Best bet time. We can pick whatever we want. Yep. I'm going to start off here because I'm going to say that, and I'm not giving up on this. Bama is going to absolutely trounce the fraudulent Texas A&M Aggies. Went out on a limb for them last year, the A&M Aggies, that is. They made me look like a jackass. And I'm just going to tell you right now, I hope Bama beats them by 130. I just, like I just heard the guy from uh, Happy Gilmore screaming that off the beach. Um, (laughs) (laughs) In my head. And right before you guys called me, I just, this is not my best bet, but I want to follow up on this. I just got talking to a Bama fan, and I just wanted to tell him they are going to slaughter A&M. It might be 35 to nothing at halftime. With those, with what they said before the game, Nick Saban wants to absolutely murder, like in Jimbo's coaching career. Like he is going to beat the absolute tar off of him. And if you go back and you look, and when he's got a revenge game where he lost the year before, he has co- he's 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 had it happen like fourteen or fifteen times and only not covered it like three times. So he is just going to absolutely trounce him. I think it's a really good call. Yeah. Ooh, I'm going to a matchup of undefeated teams. TCU four and zero at five and zero Kansas. College game day will be there. Parker, the home team is the dog. Give me Kansas to win. Oh, <laughs> or at least okay. just cover. I get six and a half points. Give me Kansas in the six and a half. Then I'm going to do it then, baby. Give me the college game day. Give me the Horned Frogs. And give me minus six and a half. Wow. I'm going to go against you on this one. The magic <laughs> ends here. Last week, <laughs> last week, Kansas struggled to score against a three-three-five defense. TCU plays the exact same defense. I, I just think this is it. I think TCU is a top fifteen team. Uh, this is why we picked them last week to, to straight up beat, beat Oklahoma, and they just destroyed them. I think TCU. I think they. I think they covered this number easily. Wow. I think TCU's sleepwalking. <laughs> they 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 beat Oklahoma and, and they think this one's a given. No, now you could absolutely be right about that. That's the one thing I almost got me away from this. But and they've got a big game next week. I think the whole undefeated thing and the college game day atmosphere is going to kind of negate that of like a, one of those sandwich sleepy spot type games. It's the only yep. reason I'm going that way. Yeah, college underdog time. It was pretty easy for me to pick this one. I think Blake's going to tail me on it, but uh, I'm, I look at the Hurricanes and if Middle Tennessee State can go in there and win, then the team that I picked to win in the ACC whatever conference, it was, Atlantic <laughs> the University of North Carolina Tar Heels will win straight up against the Hurricane. Yep, the the downward spiral is going to continue down there at South Beach, I think. Uh, I've got UNC as well upsetting Miami. Well, I, that, that you all are probably going to be right on that if MTSU can do it, right? That's what mm-hmm. brother was saying. Um, I'm here. It is, guys. I've been waiting. I've been waiting to pounce and waiting for this team's downfall, and this is it. 
it is time to get off the Kentucky train because South Carolina is going to hand it to Mayo Boy, and they are going to straight up beat this fraudulent Wildcat team. Whoa. <laughs> we looked at this one. <laughs> oh, Lord. I love that. Kentucky, they're looking for answers. Oh, Can they find gosh. them in one week's time? Nah, whatever. Will Will Levis is overrated. And uh, you're right. If uh, Spencer Rattler comes in there with his best stuff, they could very well rock rock Kroger Field. Yeah, they, they're in, they're in it, Lexington, it doesn't, right? It doesn't matter if they're in Kroger yeah. Field, Publix Park. Walmart parking lot dropping the ball. And, uh, and, and Levis may not play, so even if even if he plays, I don't really care. But if he doesn't, it's a true freshman that's going to be under center. So yeah, give, give me give Jeez. me South Carolina all day long. Should be fun. It's going to be a long day of college football tomorrow. Good yeah, Lord. it is a lot of texting. All right, transition time. NFL pick six. All right. Oh, doggy. The hometown Tennessee Titans are on the road again. And they're going to go see a, a familiar foe in Carson Wentz. If you want the Titans, you have to give the home team two points, Parker. What do you think? How at this point can it? I mean, let's just forget the numbers. How at this point can you bet on Carson Wentz? Like, seriously. I, I just don't I don't understand it. I'll tell you right now, the one the, the uh, Wentz has faced Brable over the years three times. He's 0-3 against the spread. The, the, Washington's awful. Just just, just give me the Titans. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I, that's as simple as that. Washington's just bad. I can't take them. doesn't matter what the line is. I'm with him on this one. I just don't see how this happens. I don't care how bad the play calling has been, how bad the offensive line has been. I just don't see – Washington being able to get it done against the Titans. Give me the Titans. <laughs> I mean, this this game for me comes down to one player, and it should. <clears throat> Don't overthink this. Derek freaking Henry. Yeah. Give me the Titans Make minus two. Make it easy on yourself. He's asking for, for the team to jump on his back. Titans minus two. Next game, Houston at <clears throat> Jacksonville. <sighs> Here we go with this spread. The Jacksonville Jaguars are giving seven points to an NFL team. Or, Blake, is this an NFL team? I don't know. I kind of argue that I was kind of shocked. I thought it might have been a little little low. Like, I, I, uh, I, I, see, I see Jacksonville as rising, and I see Houston as falling. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think it's a pretty easy pick, in my opinion. Uh, I think you go Trevor Lawrence and the Jaguars all day with that seven points. Uh, this is why I love when we, we don't talk about these things. When we have like differing opinions, it's great to be able to bounce them off. And I think the exact opposite. I think it's a divisional game and seven points blows my mind. And and I don't know that Jacksonville's good. I, I really don't. We talked about this last week. They made Carson Wentz look amazing. They beat a beat up Herbert. They played in a, a Philly game in, in the rain and, and their quarterback had more fumbles than anybody in the last 30 years in the history of the NFL that, you know, I, I just don't know. Seven points, divisional game. I don't care if you're the freaking, you know, Patriots of old playing against the Bills of old. I will always, always take the points when it's this many. Give me the Texans and the seven all day long. Man. Bear with me here. I'm going to try to find you a stat about the Texans here. Our resident 
Jacksonville Jaguars Ooh. aficionado. I wanted to just get it right because it's something ridiculous. I'm not going to. I mean, they're f- bad. While you're looking, they are bad. Uh, te- Texans are horrible. I just, these teams, they see each other twice a year, every single year for the last, you know, X amount of years. Um, that, that's backdoor cover. I mean, Jacksonville could be up by 14 and be playing for Vin at the end. I, I just, it just feels like. Found it. The Houston Texans have won 19 out of the last 23 meetings against the Jags. I might be alone on this one, folks. A lot of that, I guess, was with Deshaun Watson. Yeah. The uh, the Texans, it says, are 50 and 40 against the spread after two or more consecutive losses. The Jaguars are 9 and 15 against the spread as favorites of six and a half or more. That's why it scares me. It's a lot of points in the NFL, it's man. It's a ton. <clears throat> uh, t- t- there's no way I'm, I'm, t- I got to take the Jags. I mean, I, <laughs> I mean, I'm not. He against, doesn't want to do it. I'm not against picking against my team, but I'm like, th- this is your chance to just go ahead and uh, take that step forward, man. Blow th- somebody th- out. Oh, just go ahead and go two and zero oh in the in the AFC South right here. You've already got Screw the win that, over the man. Colts. Blow them out. They're a bad team. You got the win over the Colts. Get the Texans. Show them you're not a bad team anymore. <laughs> Stop losing to the Texans. Yeah, stop this the cycle. It. Like this changes the narrative for this team. Like if they go three and two, because this locker room believes right now, they go three and two, and it's oh my god, we're a team. If it's oh my, we lose to the Texans again. Crap, are we just the same Jags? So this is a massive game. It is. That's crazy. I That's agree crazy. That. It feels like a big game. Yep. Dallas makes a trip <clears throat> to L.A. We got the Cowboys and Rams, and it's still not Dak, right? No, not Dak. The Rams, still Cooper five and a half. The redheaded bandit, Cooper Rush. Um, I gotta tell you, man, I'm becoming more and more of a Cooper Rush fan. I mean, he ain't anything special. Don't get me wrong, but he he gets the job done, right? Um, Rams five and a half. That seems like a big number to me. Um. I don't know that the Cowboys win, but I'm thinking that that five and a half might be a little rich for me. Give me the give me the Dallas and the points. If, if does someone have access to a computer, pull up uh, Dallas schedule for me real quick. Yeah, Blake's got it. All right, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go ahead and get my pick then because I'm also taking the points in this game. I uh, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be watching Jalen Ramsey in this game. To be honest with you, I mean we, we're starting to get a little bit of pouty pout. <laughs> I mean, I'm starting to see some attitude on the Rams sideline there. And uh, if CD Lamb can get by him one or two times, then then my afternoon is fulfilled. Give me Dallas plus five and a half. Sorry, fellas. I would have pulled that up. I'm sitting on the yep. interstate. The la- who are the last two teams that Dallas beat there? Last two teams. The played. last two teams. Oh. All right. Uh, we got Commanders. Yeah, and commanders the Bengals. And the Bengals. Okay. So, and there were so. Against no, no commanders, commanders and the uh, Giants. Yes, that's it. Commanders and the Giants. So uh, around, uh, y'all didn't say this, but around, the, I listened to a lot of stuff. They're calling like, oh, is there a Cooper, Dak, Dak uh, controversy? Let's just stop it. Let's right. just stop it. <laughs> yeah. Because Cooper came, Cooper came, he beat Washington. Oh, congratulations. You beat the Giants. Congratulations. You beat, you play against the Bengals. And, yeah, you look good for the first quarter. Then they do some actual things and change some stuff, and you literally do nothing for the final three quarters. This is the time to sell. 
They are going in to play at SoFi against the Super Bowl champions with Ramsey, with Donald, with a pissed-off team. They are getting this. This is a Dak Prescott number. Give me the Rams to win this by double digits. Wow. Cooper Cup against Diggs. Is Diggs ready? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no one's ready. <laughs> They're going to absolutely torch him. I mean, it's going to be unbelievable because I do have faith that Ramsey can shut down CD and there's nowhere else to go. And it's Cooper Rush. Like, I mean, it, think about it, y'all. It's Cooper Rush against Matthew Stafford in 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 SoFi. I just can't. I can. I can't. Did you take? Did you take Dallas? Is that what I you took did? Dallas in the points because right. I want to see. Jalen Ramsey throw his hands up in the air whenever C.D. Lamb gets by. You mean Toast Ramsey? I'm, toast. Call, I'm still calling him Jalen. Every Jaylen time Ramsey. I turn the game on, the a game that he's playing, he's always getting burnt. So I do have it on good authority that oh. Jalen Ramsey's family spotted in a bunch of Titans gear. Uh, Ooh, <laughs> okay, okay, <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Oh, what do we got? Oh, we're going to go to the uh, primetime game. A little Cincinnati Bungles at Baltimore Ravens. If you want the home team, you're still laying three and a half points with the Ravens. I mean, we've been talking about Cincinnati's O-line or lack thereof all year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, you know, and Baltimore's pissed right now. Yeah. After the way that that game ended last week. Um, I think they've got a major case of the red ass here. I think the Bengals continue to have problems on their O-line. Uh, you know, and the regression is still a real thing that Parker's always been talking about. And I think it continues here. And I've got Baltimore with this three and a half. Baltimore should be four, though. The two games Baltimore lost, they, they were up by 17 points. The 75 previous games before that, they won in that situation. This is not going to happen again. Lamar is going to Lamar and continue his MVP season. And they're going to crush the Bengals. This is just a really bad spot for the Bengals. And I feel sorry for them because Baltimore is just going to annihilate them, I believe. Um, I'm going the other way. Okay. I'm going Cincinnati. Give me the three and a half points. Um, I, I see a – there is a universe that has Cincinnati <clears throat> winning this game outright. They played well against Baltimore as of late. We know, I know, believe me, I know about the offensive line woes. The key to this game is contain Lamar. If you're going to let him run for 200 yards, you're in trouble. <laughs> you want that guy either handing it off or passing the ball. So I'm going to roll the dice and take the three and a half points with Cincinnati. And it may, it may be the smart pick because, I mean, Cincinnati with them, with Baltimore twice last year. I, it just. And Rashad Bateman's out. They made him throw it, and Bateman's going to be out this game. That means it's going to be a Mark Andrews and and Devin Duvernay type game. That's just last year when you know these comments always come back to hurt you. Last year when Burrow won a game in uh, finally won a game in uh, Baltimore, he goes, you know, it's not. He goes, yeah, we've been doing good, but it's nice to win here in Baltimore. We are who we thought we were as a football team. I can guarantee that's floating around in Baltimore somewhere. And afterwards. He's going to know who they think they are, and they're going to be a terrible, terrible team compared to what they were last year. Oops. <laughs> yep. Uh, yep. Best to bet time. We can bet whatever we want. Even props. Parker tried one last week, and uh, 
I'm going to, I'm going to pick on the Panthers a little bit here. I, okay. You know, San Francisco making the big trip. I don't even know if that's a big deal anymore. San Francisco is clearly in a different class than the Carolina Panthers. I know you have to give up six and a half. I'm not sure if Carolina scores six and a half points this game. <laughs> I mean, I see something like San Fran 24 to six. I'm, I'm taking the 49ers in my best bet. You should run over and bet that exact score right now. <laughs> you can. <laughs> you can on all your yeah, favorite betting platforms. Carolina is awful. You're absolutely right. And I am going to go to the pick market, one to the player prop market, one more time. And I'm going to go with the player. I'm going to give him one chance. This is it. I'm going to put my faith in tiny two hands picket. Oh, because last week, so one of the best young rookies on that team is George Pickens. They don't target him. But what happens when Pickett came in? He throws him they the ball. He throws him the ball. Right now, that player pop line is at 40 yards for Pickens. Go get it. This is the only game you're going to be able to get this under 60. Because that is his receiver. That's his number one guy. He's going to toss it, toss it, toss it to him. There's going to be a negative game script. Pittsburgh is is uh, underdogs by 14 points. It's the largest in the history of the Pittsburgh Steelers organization. They're going to be tossing the ball, lock it in. Pickens over 40 yards reception. Uh, uh, receiving. What an amazing segue into my best bet because the exact same game, I agree with you for the most part. Maybe I don't. I don't know. <laughs> um, but I think Buffalo is absolutely going to murder them. I think Pickett is going to have a rude awakening uh, in this game, uh, a welcome to the NFL kind of game. Uh, and I think uh, Buffalo is going to easily attain that 14 points. And I think it's going to be embarrassing. So yours, part, yours was the receiving prop bit over yeah, 40. forty yards over. And I hope you're right, Blake, because that you know what that means. They're having to chuck the ball constantly, right? Yep. Yep. That takes care of your your bet. So over forty, and you're I mean, right. That's, that's good, it. Yeah. Because I mean, they're going to be playing from behind. You would think. Um. Also, in that game, as long as weather's fine, I, I'd even look at a little receiving prop bet with Najee receptions yards if they have to get away with the running game quick I and mean, they can use him in the passing game too underdog time did yeah, you they, identify anything any underdogs that you're like yep they can win this week yeah i had um look new england's having a hard time right now New England's having a hard time at the quarterback position. And I think Zappy. Yeah. And Parker Zappy. I think I love Bailey Zappy. I think that I think that if if Detroit is going to get a win, this is the time to do it. So I'm going Detroit over New England. This these are some tough ones this week. I don't know why it feels so hard to pick the pick somebody to straight up win, but I'm gonna go with maybe one of the best quarterbacks in the league. You're always you're always good with going with with one of those guys. And I'm gonna say that my boy Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks roll in and whip up on some New Orleans. <laughs> they could, uh, unless they shot their load in Detroit last week. Isn't this yeah, back to back roadies for them? Yeah, I don't feel there's just not a there's not a game I feel great about. So give me the team I mean, that has a surprisingly good offense. You know, just maybe like give me a shot at that. That's the only thing. I, that's the only reason I was really kind of going with that. I'm going with a home team, and we mentioned this guy at the top of our show, Jacoby Brissett. 
I'm going with the dog pound. I mean, the brownies. <laughs> Brownie the elf. <laughs> I'm going with the Cleveland Browns to straight up beat the Chargers. Miles Garrett? Is he going to play? Yeah, I think he is back. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's He was miraculously in one piece after crashing his car a couple of weeks ago. He probably... He probably was walking and crashed the other car. And the Jaguars. Monster of a man. The Jags beat up on both of their lines, so I can see him just walking right through this offensive line and maybe hurting Herbert a little more. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I've been, since I've been in the dark all week, I don't even really know. I mean, he's going to still be hurt like Herbert is. He's not 100%. So that's, yeah, absolutely. There you go. That's a show. Show, that show. That is a show, guys. Really appreciate you joining us this afternoon for this, our weekly show. Appreciate you going ahead and hitting the like and subscribe button down there below. Leave in the comments what you think about our picks. Tell us what you think about these quarterbacks, these free agent quarterbacks that everybody spent all this money on. Is it a fruitful endeavor for teams to go after these kinds of quarterbacks in the offseason? Does it ever really pay off outside of the Tom Brady's and of, of the world? I mean, generational quarterbacks, right? Drew Brees. Generational quarterbacks, right? Uh, but anyways, Kirk guys, Cousins? really appreciate it. Well, there you go. There's your argument <laughs> right there. Tannehill? Yeah. Uh, guys, final thoughts. Oh, man. that's a good, You know what? I'll be serious this week. If anybody's out there looking at that and has any extra, you know, money to throw at a uh, any kind of South Florida – fun to help out down there just came back from a lot of people know sanibel island and fort myers beach those places are no more and can use any type of support they can get absolutely Jeez. um i mean my final thought is a hope duval just win a game just a win uh, if you want if you want to be considered good here we go you get another opportunity that's a good just, just beat the texans at home absolutely my final thought is going to go out to the University of Tennessee, Big Orange, going down to Death Valley and whipping the absolute shit out of some Bayou Bengal Tigers, coming home with a victory. Stick with what you know. Play hard defense. Ben, don't break, baby. But as always, it is two-tone blue all the way. You guys be well.